Genesis chapter 28 and I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis chapter 28 from verse verse 1 onwards. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise to go to Padanaram to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. Interesting, very interesting because, does this sound familiar? This passage sounds very familiar. I'm amazed when the Lord gives the word because God spoke from Abraham. And this week God is bringing to us his leading through Isaac for Jacob. Isaac called Jacob and he's blessing him and he's telling him something. He says, don't take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. How many of you remember the same command from Abraham to Eliezer for Isaac? And God over here is passing the same command through Isaac for his son, Jacob. Now this command is given, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And he says, arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. Now there's a distinction here. Last time we saw how the Spirit of God through Abraham is telling Eliezer, his servant, to go find the right person, God's choice for his son. And there was no specifics given. One thing was told to him, which is, God will go before you. His angel will go before you. See, God leads us in different ways, different times. Now, in Isaac's case, for Jacob, there's a very specific instruction given by God through Isaac to Jacob. He says, go to this house and marry someone from this household. When God gives a specific direction for us, it's important for us to pay attention, listen and follow that exactly the way we need to. Even though Jacob made a big mistake by listening to his mom who gave the wrong counsel, one thing that attracted God to Jacob was his obedience. We should obey the right voice, not the wrong voice. The problem with Jacob was he obeyed the wrong voice. He wanted to get the blessing, but he got, he tried getting it in the wrong way. How many of you, how many times have you tried to do the right thing, but you did it the wrong way and got yourself into trouble? It is important for us to know the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep, they hear my voice. They listen and they follow. And when they know the voice of God, you get the blessing from God the right way. When God wants to give you something and he says, this is what I'm going to do for you. We need to know that if he said it, he will do it. And we need to follow his footsteps, not the voice of the enemy. The enemy will say, you know what? God can do it this way when it's not that way. So it's important for us to know that God will speak. When he speaks, I hear his voice and his voice will never tell you to do anything by crooked means. God will never say, get up and go. 
go to that movie theater and watch the movie with that friend so that you can bring that friend to Jesus Christ. Will God say that? No. Will God say, go to that bar and sit with that friend and have a drink so that you can evangelize that friend? Will God say that? No. Will God say, go and rob that bank so that while you're robbing, you can give the gospel to someone else? Will God say that? No. When God tells you to do something, it will always be in line with the holiness of God, the righteousness of God. When you need to know the will of God, you should know that God will never violate His holiness. God will never violate His principles. The one who said, thou shall not steal, will never tell you to go and steal. He will never violate His word. God will never violate His word. Even though Rebecca was Isaac's wife, God's choice for Isaac. Rebecca, when she went wrong, Jacob should not have listened to Rebecca. But the problem with Jacob was, Jacob did not know right from wrong because he did not have his own relationship with God. Every believer should have your own walk with God. When you have your own walk with God, you will know whether you're being led by God or whether you're being misled by the devil. Know the word of God. Jacob did not have his own relationship with God. As a result of that, what happened to Jacob? Jacob listened to the wrong voice. He thought, it's a good idea for me to get the blessing from God. After all, I'm going after the blessing. After all, I'm trying to keep this within my family. After all, I'm doing a good thing for my family. But when you do it in the wrong way, it'll cost you everything. Now, it costs Rebecca. It cost Isaac. It cost Jacob because Jacob would never see his dad again. He's never going to see his mom again. It's over for everything that Rebecca thought and Jacob thought. He is now by force leaving his parents' place and going. But one instruction that is coming from his father being led by God. You see two people in the family, a husband and a wife. The husband who is led by God, the wife who is not led by God. If you're not led by God, who are you led by? Who are you led by? The devil. Only two voices we have. The voice of God, the voice of Satan. Isaac was led by God. It was God's time for Isaac to bless. It was God's time for Isaac to bless. Isaac was led by God to bless his sons. But when the time came to bless, someone came and brought their human will human wisdom human calculations human desires can flesh and blood go along with the spirit of God no if we want to inherit the blessing of God it's very important to put away the flesh we need to go after the spirit of God and say Lord whatever you want me to do this is what I will do if Rebecca wouldn't have interfered if Jacob wouldn't have interfered with the blessing of God. The God who promised Rebekah that the younger will lead the older would have done something there. Just like how when Jacob had to bless, all of a sudden Joseph is saying, Daddy, not this way. You're placing your hand on the wrong child. He said, no. He tried to switch his hands. He said, no. 
because the spirit of God led Jacob to transfer the blessing to the child that God wanted him to. Don't you think God would have done the same thing with Isaac? Yes. Did Rebecca have to do this way so that her son can be separated from her and the father and the split that came in the family was not the plan of God. But God always makes a plan B. But it's good to be in plan A. Always it's good to be in the perfect will of God. Now you see a whole bunch of sorrow that will follow Jacob before he could actually get the ultimate blessing of God from the blesser. But we see here the spirit of God leading Isaac very specifically telling Jacob, Jacob, when you go, make sure this is what you do. Don't take a wife for yourself from the land of Canaan. Jacob was a person who listened to the voice of God Almighty. Whether you can understand something now or not, one thing we as God's people should settle in our hearts. Even when it doesn't make sense, Lord, I will obey what you say. Even if it is hard for me, Lord, I'll obey what you say. Now, Jacob could have just said, it's a long way, I'll just go somewhere and I'll hide somewhere, maybe not in Canaan, maybe in the neighboring countries. No, he followed exactly what his father told him to. He failed by listening to his mother. But this time, he's going to pass listening to his father, who was led by God. If you have faced past failures, because you listened to ungodly counsel, if you had past failures, because you heard the voice that is not the voice of God, and you made wrong choices, and as a result of that, you are paying a heavy price. God is speaking to you this hour. It's good to have godly sorrow. I won't say, don't worry about it, it's okay. It's not okay. If you did something wrong and you are carrying a consequence for it, it's a reminder for you not to do it ever again. So it's not okay that you did something wrong. But now it's time for you to move on. If you would have listened to the wrong counsel, the counsel of the enemy through whoever it may be, could be from your own head, that Satan was telling, maybe you need to go and do this. Maybe you need to get up and go and do this. Maybe you shouldn't go and stay here. Whatever it was, when you listen to ungodly counsel, you'll always reap the reward for that. See, there's no counsel that you listen and you obey that, that you won't get the reward for that. When you do something, you reap what you sow. If Jacob would have heard what his mother said, and if you would have said, Mom, that's wrong. I'm not going to do that. His whole thing was, what if he finds out and he puts a curse on me? It was not that I'm going to deceive my father. No. It's about, how can I trick him and get it? Get it in a safe way. I don't want to get a curse. See, that me-centeredness can get us into a lot of trouble. Our life and our focus has to be God-centeredness. The reason why we want to get a blessing is, we want to be a blessing to God first. And to those whom God wants to be a blessing. It shouldn't be like, I want to be blessed so that... I can be well off or I can achieve something or I can accomplish something. When our desire or the motivation for blessing itself is focused on me, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. But if our desire to receiving the blessing of God is, God, I want to get it 
so that I can accomplish what you want me to accomplish. So that I can be of a greater blessing to you. Then God will show us how to receive that blessing in God's way, in God's time. God wants to bless us. That's the most important thing. Just like how God used Jacob. God used Isaac. God used Abraham to bless his children. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you so that you can be blessed and be a blessing. Not that so that you can be blessed and have the blessing to yourself and say, well, I'm blessed and now everybody will see how blessed I am. No. But it's for us to have that overflow so that we can be a blessing to God Almighty. He wants to lavish upon us and He wants us to use it the right way and bring joy to God Almighty. There has to be a purpose in every blessing that we receive from God. God has a plan. Always remember this. If God is giving you a blessing, then there's a purpose behind that blessing. It's not that I'm giving you this blessing, I just want you to be temporarily happy and, and just jump around and, and have some fun. No. There is a purpose to every blessing. If God gives you a spouse, there's a purpose to it. If God gives you a child, there's a purpose to it. If God gives you a car, there's a purpose to it. If God gives you a house, there's a purpose to it. If God gives you food to eat, there's a purpose to it. Whatever you do, do it unto the glory of God because you receive it from the hands of the Father. God wants to bless you. How do you want to get the blessing? Do you want to get the blessing by crooked means or you want to get the blessing in a good way? When you try to do something, even try to get closer to God or try to get some deliverance or try to get something from God by crooked means, remember, it will not go well. Never try to achieve something. I want to go get some prayer so that I can do well in my exam. Meanwhile, your heart is not with God. That is not going to be a blessing for you. I want to get some prayer so that my business can prosper. Meanwhile, you are living in sin and you don't want to leave that sin. You're not going to be blessed by God. Whatever Jacob tried to receive from Isaac by crooked means, didn't really do much for Jacob. When he realized that long time later, that's when by the Jabbok river he sits there. All night he wrestles with God and he says, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. Unless you bless me, I will not let you go. You know why? The blessing that he tried to get by crooked means didn't really do anything for him. He knew that. I need the blessing of God Almighty. God is speaking at this hour. If you want to be blessed by God, you really need to come face to face with God and face to face with your own person on the inside. What are you really after? Are you really after the blessing that comes from God? Are you trying to get it the right way? We need to get our blessings. God wants you to get blessed. God wants you to be a blessing. God wants you to receive that which God has for you. But if you want to receive that which God has for you, it has to be God's way. You need to receive it from God by doing it God's way. Now Jacob tried it the wrong way and he has to leave his family here. And his father is giving this instruction to Jacob. As I said before, one thing Jacob knew to do well, which was to do exactly what he was told to do. May God speak to our hearts today. 
If you want to be blessed by God, you need to first of all hear the right voice, the counsel from God. Number one. And number two, once you hear the counsel from God, do it exactly the way God has spoken to you. When you come for prayer and the servants of God tell you that, read your Bible and read it this way or spend time with God or cut this ungodly tie or don't do this. Don't come and stand and just shake your head and say, okay, 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 okay. And then go home and don't do anything about it. Will that prayer that you got prayed over, will do anything for you? No, it won't. Honesty is the foundation for the blessing of God. And doing what God has told you to do is the way to go if you want to receive the blessing that God has for you. God's word for you today is God wants to bless you. You know how God blesses? When he blesses, you can just know for sure that it's his hand that blessed you in an unmistakable manner. More than you can ask or imagine. When the blessing of the Lord comes upon a person, everyone will know. Isaac received his blessing from God. When he planted, the Bible says, God blessed him to the extent, hundredfold he reaped. That's not normal. When God's blessing comes upon you, the work of your hand will prosper, not like your neighbor who worked hard just like you. It'll have a supernatural expansion, supernatural exponential prosperity, multiplication that'll come. But before that, the enemy will try. He will try to see how he can trip you to not inheriting that blessing from God. Integrity at the core of your being is important. And obeying the voice of God and at every time is important. Now you look over here, verse 3, And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. This is our main text for today, as the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to us. want you to highlight it or underline it and keep it. This is the promise that God is giving for us. God wants to bless us. And God wants to make us fruitful. And God wants to multiply us. And God wants to increase us. God wants to increase us. God wants to increase you on the inside. And God wants to increase you on the outside. But there's a condition that is attached to it. And you know what the condition is? Don't partner with Canaan. Don't partner with the ungodly things in the land that you're in. But go to the people that God says. God's people should be your people. The culture and the practices of the kingdom of God has to become your culture and your practice no matter where you grew up, no matter what you've been exposed to. Always remember, His people are your people if He's your God. And when God says, don't associate with those who are in Canaan, don't say, that, Lord, I will try to go and try to win somebody from Canaan because you need a soul, right, Lord? I will win a Canaanite. No. 
God is not concerned about you doing anything outside His will. As we were in worship, the Spirit of God was highlighting this. Being in the will of God is the right thing to do and is the best place for a person to be in. Not outside the will of God, but inside the will of God. You only have two places. One is the will of God and the second place is the will of Satan. There's no middle ground. If you're not in the will of God, by default you are in the will of Satan. We can never say, I'm doing my own will. No. If you're not doing the will of the Father, you're doing the will of Satan. If you're not a servant of God, you are a servant of Satan. Always remember that. There's no middle ground. If you're not going to where your heavenly Father is telling you to go to, and partner with whomever God is telling you to partner, which is the people of God, and you partner with the ungodly, and you continue to partner with the ungodly, and you say that, it's okay. Dad doesn't know. Dad is old. Bible is for that time and not this time. We are in this century, and we need to mingle with everyone and do whatever they say to do. We're in this world. We speak those words. We will deceive ourselves. The Bible is for every culture for every period, for every generation, until we see Jesus face to face. And every word that God has spoken to us is relevant to our generation where we are. And if God said, don't take this from Canaan. If God says, don't partner with Canaan. That's what God is speaking today. Wherever you are at your workplace, wherever you are in your school, in a college, wherever it is. We're in the world, not of the world. We are there to represent Christ, but not to partner with them. Never become one with the world. Never become one with the people of the world. The only one we can become one with is God and His people. When we become one with God and His people, this promise will become our promise. When we say, no, no, no. Father said not to have anything to do with the Canaanites here. Father said to go to his house. Father said to do this. And you do the Father's will. Then every blessing that the Father has pronounced over you will become yours. Isn't that easy to do? Why is it so hard many times? Why do people feel it's hard? It's not hard, by the way. If you learn to be an obedient child of God, it's not hard. If you know always to say, yes daddy, yes daddy, yes daddy, yes daddy, yes daddy, you train yourself to say yes to daddy because you understand that daddy knows the best. If you know that the heavenly father knows the bad and he has his best interest for you. And whatever he said in his word for you to do is for your good. And whatever he said in his word not for you to do is for your good. Then you will trust him in all things. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Every part of your heart. Trust in the Lord. And don't lean onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Only then He will direct your path. If you want God to be a leader, and if you want Him to bless your business, if you want God to be a leader, and you want Him to bless your marriage, if you want God to be a leader, and you want Him to bless your children, you want God to be a leader, and you want Him to bless your education, if you want God to be a leader, and you want God to bless your mind, your memory, your personality, your interaction, and all the things, and all the blessing you want to, 
Know this. You need to do what he's telling you to do. If you do what he tells you to do, the Bible says, that man or that woman will prosper in all that they do. And in such people's lives, you know how the blessing of the Lord will, according to Deuteronomy 28, according to Psalm 1, and according to even this chapter, it's not like blessings dropping. You know, there's a there's a hymn that people sing. Mercy drops, round us are falling, but for your showers we plead. If you obey God, if you obey God, showers will come. Your latter rain, your former rain will come at the appointed time. God is speaking at this hour. If you become an obedient child of God, in good times and in bad times, if you trust Him in all your ways, no matter how your way may be, your path may be going from a mountaintop all of a sudden to a steep valley. But you know one thing. I am in the lap of my father holding his hands. Even if my ride is like a roller coaster ride, like wee and wee and wee, you know. Even if it's like that, you can know one thing. At the end, you will be with your father in a fertile place. The Bible says, you brought us through the fire and you brought us through the waters and you brought us to a fertile place. Through the fire we came. Through the waters we came. We didn't come alone. He brought us. If he brought us through the waters, if he brought us through the flood, if he brought us through the fire, now this, he will bring you to the fertile place. God is speaking at this hour. God wants to bless you. God wants to make you a blessing. God says, this promise that he is giving to us, each one of us here, God's mighty blessing, almighty blessing, to make you fruitful. That means, he removes that barrenness away. Whatever is keeping us from multiplying, whatever is keeping us from being productive, God says, he will remove that barrenness away. One word of God is enough. When he speaks to us and he says, you shall be fruitful, you shall multiply, that's enough for us. Where? Which place? In the place that God tells us to be. Not in the wrong place. He's not going to bless us and multiply us when we are living in disobedience. No. In the place of our obedience, God says, there I will multiply you. There I will bless you. There I will increase you. If we want to inherit this promise of God that God has given, which is, I will make you fruitful, I will multiply you, and you will be a multitude of people. And God says, the blessing of Abraham, I'll give to you. That your children will be blessed. That you will inherit the land, the portion that God has for you. This is the prophecy God is giving at this hour. God wants to multiply you and God wants to multiply what you have. God wants to enlarge in your territory and God wants to give multitudes into your hands for his kingdom. But you need to do something. Move from where you are and move to where God wants you to be. Stop partnering with this world and partner with the kingdom of heaven. There are some ties that the Holy Spirit is showing me that you need to cut. 
cut for good. And there are some ties that God wants you to make. Make for good. God is speaking at this hour. You know what the Spirit of God is saying. What you need to do in order to inherit that blessing. God says, go. Are you willing to walk towards the land of blessing that God has for you? In the will of God is where the blessing of God is. The blesser wants to bless you, but you need to be where God wants you to be. If God says, don't partner with Canaan, don't you partner with Canaan. If God says, I want you to go to my people, go to God's people. God spoke to Abraham directly. He said, Abraham, I want you to leave your father's house, leave your people, leave the land and go to the place that I will show you. There, I bless you. There, your children will become like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. The same promise was transferred to Isaac. Same thing God told Isaac also. The same promise coming through Abraham for Isaac. Eliezer goes. And he goes to his place. Same place where God brought Abraham out of. To bring a woman of faith who leave that land. Leave the father's house. And take the journey of faith just like Abraham did. That's the right choice for Isaac. Now, the same voice of God is coming through Isaac to Jacob. What are we seeing here consistently? What is the spirit of God speaking to us? God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to multiply you. God wants to increase you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to give you the territory that God has for you. You know, there's a spiritual territory that God has for every single person. If you do the will of God, God has a zone. And as you keep doing the will of God, you'll conquer more and more in territory. Your territory will expand more and more. God will give souls into your hands. God will give regions into your hands. God will increase that which God has given to you when you prove yourself to be faithful to God. But what God is telling you today, are you willing to do? Are you willing to cut ties with what you need to cut ties with? Are you willing to do that? Cutting ties is not saying, I'm saying bye today and tomorrow I'll say hi. No. When you say bye today, when God says, cut those ties, you cut it for good. That relationship is toxic for you. That friendship that is toxic for you. That practice that is toxic for you. When God says, cut that for good. And I want you to partner with those who belong with God. That's what is going to grow you. And there, I'll bless you. Where will God bless you? In the will of God. And what is God's will? God's will for you is to cut ties with Canaan. Don't bond with Canaan. Don't bond with Canaan. Jacob marrying somebody in Canaan is bonding with Canaan. A soul tie, a physical tie, a generational tie. The Spirit of God spoke through Isaac to Jacob. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. And when God says, don't do that, don't do that. Any ungodly tie that you may have in your heart. Any ungodly tie that you may have in your mind, in your imagination. Any ungodly tie that you may have in your practices, in your habits, in your emails, in your phone, whatever it is. God is speaking today. Cut that for God. 
cut it for God. Know that if you want God to bless you, you need to be doing what he's telling you to do. And this is what God is speaking today. Cut ties with Canaan. And make ties with the people of God. That which God is telling you to do, do it. Think, as you're in in the presence of God, the Spirit of God will bring to your mind, what are all the things that you need to cut? What are all the things that you need to separate yourself from? It could be a particular television show. It could be television itself for some. It could be internet for some. It could be phone for some. It could be friends for some. It could be family for some. Depending on what it is, God will speak to you. If it is ungodly and if you know that it's going to drag you to hell, God says, draw the line there. Because if you are still sitting there, God cannot bless you. God cannot bless you. If you partner with Canaan, God cannot bless you. But the news is, God wants to bless you. So desperate for blessing. Jacob was so desperate for blessing. He did it the wrong way. You might have done many things the wrong way because you wanted to enjoy life and have a good life. You might have done many things the wrong way because you wanted to feel love or to feel loved. But the end is tears and misery. God says, true love comes from the love who is love himself, God Almighty. God is love. If you want to experience a real love, what real love is, and how to truly love, you need to be where God is. You can never sit with Satan and expect love. Can it happen? Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You sit in the wrong camp and you want to experience blessing? How can you? How can you sit with a thief who is robbing you and expect you to prosper? Can you prosper? No. How can you be in the wrong camp and expect everything to go right? Will it happen? No. God is speaking at this hour. Today is the day where you should decide with all your heart and say, I'm going to part with Canaan. I'm not going to have any bond with Canaan anymore. I'm not going to learn the ways of Canaan or I'm going to stop practicing the ways of Canaan if you've been practicing the ways of Canaan. There has to be a change. There has to be a change. If you want God to bless you, which God wants to, there has to be a change. Leave that which you need to leave and cleave to that which you need to cleave. When you do that, the blessing of God in verse 3 will become yours. The blessing of God in verse 4 will become yours. This is a definite promise. I'm not giving you something generic. There's a definite promise. God will bless you exponentially. The work of your hands. You will give testimony. Next year by this time, you will give testimony that I obeyed the voice of the Lord and I part, and I partnered with what God told me to and I cut ties with what God told me to. And I chose to be in the will of God. And God has multiplied me. God has increased me. That will be your testimony. But today, as you're in the presence of God, ask yourself this question. If you want to bless me, if you want to increase me, if you want to do this for me, why will I not want to?
receive that which you have for me. In the heart of hearts, you say, Oh God, I'm sick and tired of the way I live. I'm sick and tired of, you know, how I'm living for. Whatever I'm living for, because I want to make whatever I want to make, because I want to feel whatever I want to feel, then I want to have whatever I want to have, but it's like going after the wind. You can't seem to catch anything. At the end, you are, you know what you are eating? You're eating your tears. And your tears are eating you up. But the Lord is speaking today. Jacob was a very tricky person. A very cunning person. He thought that he has a lot of smartness in his mind. He only came to know after lots of failures, he was not that smart. We need to come to the place of understanding that apart from Jesus Christ, we are a big zero. All that we think we can and manipulate and try to trick and try to get will give us more and more and more tears. But the best way to live and to be blessed by God Almighty, who alone has the power to bless, is to be found in the will of God. And the will of God today, the Spirit of God is speaking for our church is, where you are living, you are living in Canaan. But don't join hands with them. You need to disassociate yourself from Canaan. Yeah, you're living there, but don't partner with them. Don't become one with them. Become one with whom God is telling you to, which is the people of God. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.